0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Gerald Green to inbound. Harden trying to get free. Down to three. gentlemen to another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, SB Nation credential reporter covering your Houston Rockets, Cody M Davis. We finally had the opportunity to see what the new look Houston Rockets look like with James Harden on the court. As you all know, the Houston Rockets came away victorious in their preseason victory over the San Antonio Spurs, 112 to 98 on Tuesday, and I really wanted to dedicate this show talking about how the Rockets can look in 2021 if, by any chance, James Harden has a change of heart and actually would like to stay with the Houston Rockets. But just like Rockets training camp, my show has been altered and overshadowed by the foolishness, by the not surprising, but still shocking news surrounding James Harden Later on in the show, I want to discuss who has the most leverage. Is it James Harden? Is it the Houston Rockets? You know, what is James Harden trade value as of right now? And boy, both parties right now are not in great shape after an explosive article published by ESPN's Tim McMahon that detailed the toxic culture Harden and the Houston Rockets have created over the last eight years. Now, I'm not going to go too much into detail on everything Tim McMahon talked about in this article please be sure to check it out on ESPN but a couple quick notes first a source told McMahon there are three words to describe the culture of the Houston Rockets over the last eight years whatever James wants McMahon went on to discuss how James Harden has used his power to dictate personnel moves that included the departure of Kevin McHale, Dwight Howard, and Chris Paul. Later on in the article, McMahon also talked about what led to the fallout between Harden and Russell Westbrook, who actually began to be irritated by the organization's lack of accountability for James Harden. Now, there was a lot that was said in this article. And before we start talking about who is to blame, (laughs) I do want to say this, because Everybody has their own opinion, and of course, this is Believe in the Rockets, which means you are listening to my opinion. I don't blame James Harden for what he did, because when you take a look at every superstar in NBA history who has been on James Harden's level, every single one of them has superstar treatment, whether you agree with it or not. You take a look at LeBron James. Look how he was able to dictate stuff that happened in Cleveland. Look how he's able to dictate stuff that's going on in Los Angeles. He dictates stuff a little bit in Miami, but not too much. That's part of the reason why he had a fallout between Pat Riley when he departed from that organization in 2014. Sometimes it could be good. But sometimes it could be bad. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a bad example. It takes a very special person to not abuse their power. I consider myself a very humble guy. But if somebody have given me the type of power that the Rockets have gave James Harden over these past eight years, I'm pretty sure I might go a little crazy myself. And of course, in this article, they talked about Harden's glamorous lifestyle. We all know that James Harden likes to party, but I'm not going to harp on that too much because, hell, if the man want to go out, and have fun in Los Angeles, in Phoenix, or wherever they might be for the day. If he wants to go out and party, and then turn around the next day, and drop a 50-point triple-double, a lot of people are going to turn their heads. And I'm pretty sure whatever he did during the 2020 season is the same thing that he was doing in the 2018 season. And the reason why I'm bringing up the 2018 season is because that's the year, of course, they won 65 games. He was league MVP. And they came a game away from reaching the NBA Finals. If there is anybody to blame for this fiasco that the Houston Rockets are in, the Rockets can't look at nobody but themselves. Because this is the organization who allowed James Harden to do whatever he wanted. And this is the organization who gave James Harden too much power. It's almost like, Listeners, if you have kids and you let your child do whatever he wants for eight years of his life, but when he reaches nine, you decide, you know what? It's time to start laying some ground rules. They're not going to be okay with that. And James Harden is not okay with it. But on the flip side of it, I don't want to blame the Rockets organization too much because the people in this organization who gave Harden all this power, they are no longer here. This is Mike Dan's Tony fault. He's gone. This is damn sure. Daryl Morey's fault. He's not here. So although. We want to place the blame on the Rockets, how can we when the people in charge are no longer here? And that is why I believe the Houston Rockets need to do everything they should to get James Harden the hell up out of Houston. The Rockets are trying to change their culture. I've been in a press conference where Stephen Silas talked about changing the culture. John Wall, the new leader of this team, talked about laying a foundation of hard work and dedication. Same goes for DeMarcus Cousins and even Eric Gordon. The Rockets are trying to distance themselves from the toxic environment that has been created over the past eight years. It's a new day in Houston. And the reason why James Harden is possibly cutting up like this is because not only do he want out of Houston, but he knows that he can no longer get away with the BS that he has been doing over the past eight years. If I'm Raphael Stone, I'm trading James Harden now. I'm getting rid of this. I'm getting rid of James Harden before the season starts next Wednesday. How can you create a new culture within this organization when the main problem is still intact? The longer the Rockets hold on to Harden, the more this is going to become a distraction and the more that this is going to be a disservice to not just the players on the court, but it's but it's a disservice to Stephen Silas. This is a guy in his first year being a head coach after 20 years of being an assistant, but yet he has to deal with this foolishness every single day. In training camp, every single day, media availability, he has to answer. Every other question is, what's James Harden mindset? Is James Harden planning on the state? Have you talked to James Harden? Ladies and gentlemen, at this point, yes, Stephen Silas said he has had a conversation with James Harden. He said it was a very good one on Monday. But if you are a week before the start of the regular season, and you still don't have a relationship with your star player, and we're not just talking about a star player that that is just a all star, made a couple all NBA rosters. No, we're talking about one of the greatest scorers, one of the arguably one of the greatest players in NBA history. You don't have a relationship with with him. Something is hella wrong. And James Harden, he finally broke his silence on Wednesday. During his media availability. And he was asked the question. Do you have faith in Raphael Stone. To build a championship contender around you. Like Daryl (laughs) Morey. And the man said. I haven't had a conversation with him yet. James Harden is not on deck. And that is why I feel. It's best for them to part ways now. Because once again this is only going to be a distraction to a team. A team, by the way, I do believe, do they have championship aspiration? No, I don't see this team getting to the finals. I don't see this team getting to the Western Conference Finals. But if everybody stays healthy, depending on what I saw these first three games, especially the first two, two—keyword the first two games, I think the Houston Rockets still have at least a playoff caliber team. Now, do I think they got enough to maybe get to the second round? Uh, depending on your matchup, depending on if we get the all-star version of John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. But they're not going to be able to reach their full potential with this James Harden foolishness hanging over their heads. But at some point, Rafael Song, Tillman Fatida needs to come to their senses and say, you know what, this marriage is done. So going back to Tim Madman's report, My next question is, how much damage will this do to James Harden's trade value? Because, yes, he is a generational talent. But if I'm Miami, if I'm Brooklyn, who has their own problems with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and Philadelphia, especially Philadelphia, who has the guy who is responsible for creating this monster in Daryl Morey, I would be a little bit hesitant about giving up a King's ransom for Harden services because yes, I know I will be getting one of the greatest offensive players of all time because yes, I will be getting a MVP caliber player, but at some point, will he become a distraction to my locker room, to my team, to my culture? Will he be okay going into somebody else's locker room? Will he be okay playing for somebody else's team? Because when you look at his preferred trade destination, this is not going to be James Harden team. Brooklyn is not going to be James Harden team. Philadelphia is not going to be James Harden team. Milwaukee is not going to be James Harden team. Miami is not going to be James Harden team. He's going to be the co-star. Will he be okay with that? I'm pretty sure these are conversations that general managers are having around the league, which is making it a little bit harder for James Harden and which is making it even more harder for the Houston Rockets. Because, yes, I say trade him, but that doesn't mean I'm going to trade him For peanuts, in the words of interim head coach Romeo Cannell of the Houston Texans, the other dysfunctional organization that I cover here in Houston, I'm not trading James Harden unless I get back deluxe nuts. And if you are a Texan fan, you'll get that reference. If not, just check out Locked on Texans. Go to the trade. And you will understand that reference a lot more. But the only silver lining in this saga is this. With LeBron James signing his max contract. With Paul George, even though I don't consider him on the level as the people that I'm about to name. But with Paul George signing his contract extension. And most importantly, with Giannis Antetokounmpo signing his max contract. James Harden is now the number one target on the market. Which means... Even with this article dropping, and I'm pretty sure players and general managers around the league knew everything that has been going on within this organization well before this article dropped. But even with all this going on, there is still going to be a team who is going to be willing to give the Houston Rockets what they want back in the trade. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a general manager. The only trades that I dictate are trades that I do on my league in 2K when I used to play back in the day. And making the trade on 2K is very simple. Just try to find someone who has a similar overall, max up the contract, and then boom, trade accepted. But this is the real NBA. This is not 2K's NBA. The best thing, in my opinion, if I'm Rafael Stone, I would actually call up one of Harden's preferred destinations. Unless a team knows that Harden wants to be there long-term, they're going to be holding back on assets. And if you are departing from James Harden, three-time scoring champion, 2018 MVP, arguably... The second greatest player in team history? You need to try to get back as much stuff as you can. But what I also would do is bring in a third team. A third team like the Indiana Pacers, Sacramento Kings, who has their own version of a disgruntled star that's, of course, not as big as James Harden. But you look at Victor Oladipo. There's rumors that he wants out of Indiana. You look at Buddy Hill. There's rumors that he wants out of Sacramento. Both of those guys, especially Victor Oladipo, falls in line of that young all-star caliber player that the Houston Rockets are looking for. Now me, I would much rather bring in Buddy Hill because he is healthier than Victor Oladipo. And the Rockets got enough guys who are trying to work their way back from injuries. But that would keep the Rockets relevant and that would keep this Rockets team competitive. And I know a lot of people are saying to themselves, trade him to Philadelphia. Let's get back Ben Simmons. I'm all for that. But my only issue with that is you now have John Wall. I don't know how a backcourt with Wall and Ben Simmons will work. I know at the end of the day, John Wall might not be in the Rockets' long-term future plans. But ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be here for the next three years. (laughs) Because unlike James Harden, who would not pick up that last year player option, (laughs) John Wall is going to pick it up. He is due $47 million in 2022-2023. You know so good and well especially after the injuries that he has sustained throughout his career, he's picking that last year up. Which means in order for Stone to make sure that he continue to put a solid product on the floor, you're going to have to build around John Wall in some way, shape, or form. And as of right now, the way Boogie Cousins is looking, hopefully that partnership is with him. Plus, we saw Stephen Salas' coaching philosophy is not that much different than Mike D'Antoni's on the offensive end, which means he's going to be asking his players to shoot a lot of three-pointers. Hell, in the first two preseason games alone, the Rockets attempted 99 three-pointers, which means that you are going to have to find players who can actually shoot the ball in Stephen Salas' system. That's not Ben Simmons. At first, I was on, you know, let's trade James Harden for Ben Simmons and start over with a rebuild. But with a coach like Steven Silas, with a player like Ben Simmons, and you factor in the John Wall aspect of things, I don't think that's a good fit anymore. If you call up, you bring in a team like Indiana, Sacramento, especially Sacramento. If you could get Buddy Hill in this system, a two-guard who is deadly behind the arc, who already knows how to play off the ball, I think that is a pretty good deal. Now, of course, you have to factor in draft picks, swaps, and all this other good stuff. And I don't cover... The Pacers, I don't know what they need, what they would need in return. And I'm pretty sure a big, a big three team trade like this will revolve around a lot of pick swaps, especially between the Rockets and the other team. But I think that is what's best for this organization as of right now. Because the longer they keep James Harden around. It's going to become a distraction. And, you know, for the people out there who are saying, you know, hold on to them for as long as they can. Let's just take a trip down I-10 and go to New Orleans and let's learn from the New Orleans Pelicans. Because what the Rockets are going through right now with Harden, they went through it a couple years ago with Anthony Davis. And what's funny about that, a source within the Pelicans organization came out and said that they wish they would have traded Davis sooner rather than later. Because everyone knows how ugly that situation got for New Orleans. Alvin Gentry were calling it a dumpster fire. Davis showed up to the last game of the regular season that took place inside the Smoothie King Arena with a That's All Folks shirt on. And what did the Pelicans do at the end of the day? One, they end up trading him to his preferred destination to begin with. They took the same package that the Lakers were offering at first revolved around Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, four draft picks, Josh Hart. It didn't also help that they got the first-round draft pick and got Zion Williamson as well. And I actually do think that at the end of the day, we're going to look back at that trade and say that is one of the few times both teams ended up winning in this trade because I think the Pelicans are going to be hella good this season. And we already know you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That team is always going to be in championship contention. But the Rockets should do everything in their power to avoid turning into the pelicans 2.0 and after everything that has been said about this organization over the past eight years after everything that has been said about this organization over the last 24 to 48 hours especially revolving around james harden it is time to depart and yes i know it's very heartbreaking to talk about the departure of james harden we all thought for sure that he will retire as a houston rocket but how often does that happen now, especially in today's NBA? It's going to be heartbreaking for sure. There's there's going to be a lot of tears shed the day we get that breaking news from Asian Janowski or Sham saying breaking news. The Houston Rockets have traded James Harden, too. And then we start reading all the details about the trade. And then everybody, you know, go into their argument of why the Rockets either one of lost this trade. At the end of the day, this is just a sad situation. And I hate knowing that everything that this organization, especially James Harden, built in this city is going to end like this. But that's going to conclude another episode of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. I know I said I was going to get into some preseason thoughts, but I'm actually going to save that for Monday's show. Because at the time of this recording, the Houston Rockets have a game tonight their final preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs. So why get into what I saw in the first three games when I could just break down the entire preseason? So I'm going to get into that with my co-host, Hakeem Watkins, who should be back for our next episode. And speaking of Thursday's preseason game, We are expecting to see the unofficial debut of the Rockets' new big man, Christian Woods. If you had not had the opportunity to, please be sure to check out our latest installment of Believe in the Rockets as I had the opportunity to interview the Pistons beat writer of the Athletic, Mr. James Edwards III, as he gave me all the insight of what we can expect from Christian Wood as a Houston Rocket. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in Into another installment of Believe in the Rockets Only on the Believe Podcast Network As always, I'm your host Cody Davis Please remember to follow me on Twitter At CodyDavis underscore 24 Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24 Please subscribe to this podcast Share it with your friends If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a 5-star review And leave a feedback on what you love most about this show Until next time, ladies and gentlemen Peace